Welcome, everybody, to the Tim and Joel Caller in the Ring Hour with your hosts, Tim and Joel. Is that it? Is that the is that the audio signature? Do I start the show like that every time? Oh, Kirby, treat me so well. I don't think that was it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We have we have minimal time to get it right, though. Uh. Actually, that's not true. We have plenty of time and we have plenty of time for y'all with us today listening. Maybe you're watching us live on YouTube. Welcome. Drop us a thumbs up. Helps us a lot. Gets us out there into the algorithm. Gets you talking about wrestling with our friends. Let's do that. Uh, And also programming notes starting next Wednesday. Tim and Joel pod. We move to Wednesdays at noon Eastern friends. Noon Eastern 9 a.m. Pacific. What is that? BST. That's like 5 p.m. Over in the UK, something like that. Don't care. (laughs) (laughs) No, we don't care about what certain MMA fighter turns wrestlers are saying. We care about what times people can watch us at. And that starts again next Wednesday. That's August 11th. We're going to be doing that. Yes, we're going to go head to head. Tonight we go head to head with Dark, but you can watch us now. Put Dark on in the background. Let's face it. You don't want to listen to who, who is it? Taz and... And Excalibur talk about nothing for three hours. You can listen to us talk about nothing for an hour. Oh, and Mel's not even there anymore. I don't know. Is she on that one? I don't know. <laughs> Mel? Mel Yeah, they Santos? took her off the roster. I don't know. The one named oh, Mel, Mel on the roster. <laughs> He's talking about the women's wrestler, Melanie Cruz. She has a match against uh, Allison Kay in AEW. Oh, but she's not, uh, she's not on the roster. They yeah, took well, her off the roster. That's sounds weird. like someone else's problem. But you yeah. know who's on the roster... Goldberg. But you know who's not on the roster? Goldberg. Goldberg's son. And should be on uh-huh. the roster. Team him I don't up know. He didn't get Papa's height, so maybe not. He will. He's, he's 15 years old. My God. I, I stopped growing at 15. I've been this height since forever. <laughs> it's true. You're a very a very nice five foot four. Yeah, I don't think people five understand. Foot Tim, four. Is, Tim is very short. I am thoroughly Canadian average at a at a at a mediocre five foot eight. That works for me. <laughs> so we'll talk a little bit about Raw, because that's a tradition. This is why I'm really excited for us to move to Wednesday starting next week. We don't have to spend nearly as much time talking about Raw. Yep. We can spend a little bit more time on, on the AEW preview. We can spend a little bit more time talking about NXT. That would have been the night before. And then our Raw talk can go like exponentially down. But we're dealt with the, the, we're, we're dealt the cards we have. Sunder. I've taken to the drink. <laughs> I can tell that. Uh, listen, listen, the match is official. We're doing Goldberg and Bobby at SummerSlam. Fine. Duh. It's fine. <laughs> I don't care for it. I don't think most people care for it. At It'll this be point. fine. I think as long as Lashley wins, it's fine. I don't care. No issue. With I agree. It. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing interesting about it. And I'm going to be there live. That, that match is going to be the five minutes of me just being like, all right, cool. Someone goes through the barricade. Okay, cool. MVP just got speared. All right, okay. Now what? And that'll be that. It, it should only <laughs> exclusively be used as a vehicle to get over Bobby Lashley. That's my opinion on that. Like, if it's used for that, sure. Sure thing. And then let Goldberg live out his years coaching his son. Not, not being in this doing this getting called oldberg by the chicago chicagoites what do you call them chicago chicagoans 
Oh, that sucks. Chicagoites is better. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you bring this up. I told you this off the air. Goldberg did uproot his entire family to move this to move to Texas for their son's uh, athletic successes. Yeah, the kid's a two sport athlete. He is legitimately playing high school football in Texas, which is massive, and he plays baseball during the summertime. Every single one of Goldberg's uh, appearances, like anytime he's going to show up in the next three years, probably two because I think it's when it's gone his contract. Um, it's going to be around whether or not his son has a game or practice or something. <laughs> I'm and I'm dead serious right now. Really? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Whatever. Like that's cool. I again, I, I don't begrudge Goldberg doing his Goldberg thing. That's that's kind of endearing. Helping Sunberg, which again, Sunberg is the best thing about Goldberg because there's just a guy they call Sunberg. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the kid's real name, to be quite honest with you. I don't want to know it. Don't ever tell me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we want Wyatt Chance throughout the night. That was one of them. Seeing yeah, Hunk boy, boy, Goldberg is not the one you want to be tripping up <laughs> when he's trying <laughs> oh, to cut a promo, guys. Come on. Leave him alone. <laughs> he's doing his thing. He's doing his best. And he got real tripped up. And it, he had to cycle back and be like, uh, Gladiator. Yeah, Gladiator. They were definitely chanting Oldberg, which... You know, they tell him what to say when he goes out there. Do you think he pulled an audible when he was like, whether I'm X amount of years or 105 years, whatever, that's what he ended on? Like, do you think he do you think he came up with that on his own or did they just expect people to chant Oldberg at him? I think they gave him the line and he just hoped for the best. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) when he's coming down the ramp when he's coming down the ramp and he runs into his son at ringside, you think he's like getting his son to be like. Hey, what's that guy's name in the ring again? <laughs> well, yeah, I asked you. I asked you yesterday. Like, do you, does he even know Bobby Lashley's name? Because I tuned in late and I just saw the replay, and he just kept calling him Champ. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, does he not know Bobby Lashley's name? But no, he started the promo by saying Bobby Lashley, which was definitely fed to him by his by Sunberg. Right, so. and then ten seconds later, as CTE progresses, he forgot the name and just said the title belt. So he's the champ. 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 Champ, I'm yeah. gonna take you down at line SummerSlam. SummerSlam. So SummerSlam. Yeah. Okay. So Bobby and Bobby Lashley Goldberg official. It'll be. You know what? If nothing else, it'll just be a, a Haas fight, fun match. Because here's the thing: every single time this happens with Goldberg, he ends up having a pretty good match against a big man. It happened at the Royal Rumble. Everyone yeah. was shitting all over the story, rightfully so. Like it was it was garbage. And he and again, like there's no reason for Goldberg to get title shots. It just happens. Look, it's ridiculous, I'm, but the at this match point, always turns he, out fine. Goldberg showed up a second time and said more than one or two words. This is already a, an above average Goldberg run, as far as I'm concerned. Live by like, the spear, die by the spear. God, they love twisting things. They just they love really like do. mutating idioms to fit whatever garbage script they've written. And you know what the best part is? Live by the sword, die by the sword. We literally have Drew McIntyre wielding a sword around. And I have a lot. Name is Angela. Oh, but what? Yeah, what? like I don't know. Do a comedy bit. Cut someone's knickers off, like or pants. I guess not knickers. Knickers is a bit too. Uh, that's not, that's okay. not PG. Yeah, not PG. I don't think I um, Yeah, I don't know. Cut some pants off or something. Do something with the sword other than threaten to murder people. <laughs> it's very strange. He, because, because like he, all if, no, you're not gonna like use bitches. it. Yeah, like it was. 
I'm glad they did the post-match promo, like, interview with, with Drew, and where he was just like, y'all are thirsty tonight, you wanted me to finish the job, and I was like, okay, all right, you cleaned that, that awful mess, but him smacking a chair and then literally threatening, threatening to murder people with a sword was weird. Also, they, they kept, they, they referring to Veer as being seven feet tall, which is just, like, visibly not the case. Like, yeah, it's a weird choice. Like you can bit. I know they they exaggerate the build heights and weights a lot. But like you, you have a dude who is much closer, if not seven feet tall on the roster who wrestled that night. Like, why are you saying this guy's seven feet tall when he's standing next to to Drew McIntyre and doesn't even look taller? Like Drew, Veer, Shanky, two on one. It's a DQ finish. Yes, there were CM Punk chants. Yeah, which is, like, I, I find all this stuff a little bit annoying. Like, whatever, crowd's going to do what the crowd's going to do. Put on a better show, but. I, I Listen, I don't need to tell you this, that there is so much for them to work with that could be so much better than Drew and Jinder over a busted motorcycle and a sword. Yeah, I know, because, like, I, I actually like both these guys, and I think that this is a good match, like, a good, this could be a good storyline. It'll be a good match. It's just, it's it's kind of wonky. It is. It, it, it's something that they should easily be able to take real life, you know, take take the real life uh, roads that these two have been down and tell a, a story. Like I joked, yeah. I half joked last night on Twitter that when Veer Shanky and, and Jinder all had those chairs in their hands, Jinder should have just like made a like start fake playing guitar like they did in 3MB. And just yeah. for a second, just to like, you know, it's not levity, but it's like a little bit of a what the hell is this about? To, yeah, just like, to why are we point. fighting? Like, and then we've been here before. Yeah, it's I don't know. I, I think the whole thing is a bit hokey. And it, the sword just once again underscores like you can't bring that stuff in there. You can't have actual weapons around because it shows how phony and annoying this all is. Right. Because like you got these people wielding chairs and, and other objects at each other, and they're already going through great lengths to make sure they don't get hit in the head anymore and stuff. Like, you, when you bring in an actual weapon or you come down to the ring with a weapon, it just looks really stupid. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I've been saying use the sword for something. They cut a table in half. Cool. That's probably about as good as it goes. But, like, once it gets in the ring and he starts pointing it at people, it's no, everyone knows he ain't going to use it. Like... <laughs> First of all, you got to name it. It's named Angela. Oh, my God. I'm not going to name the sword. And that's the thing. And if they do use it, he's going to turn the hilt and he's going to bonk someone on the top of the head with it. Like, yes. it's the dumbest Oh, you crap. nailed like, it. That's absolutely what he's going to do. He's not going to use the blunt. He's going to use the blunt end, obviously. It's stupid. Because, anyway. yeah, they're not going to. It's just pointless. Like, just leave the sword as either part of the entrance or not at all. Not at all is my preference. And find a real story to tell. Amongst two athletes, not two people ready to kill. What you you don't, you want to tell real athletic stories like Ali and Mansoor <laughs> being a tag team? I guess, yeah. So they're, first they're, of all, I, seems a little. I need yeah. to. I, I feel the need to point this out every time. It's it's the Randy and Riddle story again, and people are just like, no, but it's like different duller. this time. <laughs> it's different this time. No, the the only difference this time is honest to God. They're making it look like Mansoor is like brand, brand new, never wrestled a day in his life when we know it's not true. And Ali, he is had a like 50 match winning streak. <laughs> like. It's ridiculous. That's the, uh, I don't get it. 
I don't understand. And and again, when I brought it up to, to, to some people on the internet, I was like, I don't care about Riddle and Randy. I'm like, well, you're probably like of a very small minority because Riddle's over AF right now. His bits are kind of funny. Like they're not that bad. As, as far as the low bar I'm setting for this show week in, week out, he's fine. I I honestly, I'm, I'm over not liking Riddle. I'm, I'm over it. I just, he's entertaining. Randy as well. Randy gets a lot of hate that I think is just mislabeled at this point. Ali and Mansoor, they're fine. They're gonna, it's gonna be a fun tag team. They're gonna do well, but it's yeah. the same damn story. And then they're facing Mason T Bar again, of course. Ali Who, gets again, a huge they, pop. They're literally calling them extinction. Like they're like the only thing they care about is extinction. But like, okay, I guess they're just like a couple of Mad Max dudes. That's their character. They go by Mason T Bar. Their <laughs> team name is Mason T Bar, and they just love talking about going extinct. And they use the retribution theme music. And they use the retribution theme music and fight Ali for some reason. Yeah, so Ali is from Chicago, of course. He gets a great pop. Thankfully, doesn't lose in his hometown. In other words, doesn't get pinned in his hometown. Doesn't get pinned. Team still loses. Team still loses. And then, of course, because they're at home, Ali takes high justice. Because now he's a dumb baby face. Yep. Sure. They win it quickly. It's another three-minute match. They're just 50 50 everyone again. I like Mason T-Bar's video package. Cool backdrop. There we go. Silver lining. Uh, Silver lining and red faces, Naya and Rhea Ripley. Oh, she got busted. She did. I thought it was something. Turns out it was just an errant punch to the face. (laughs) (laughs) Rhea was over, by the way. Speaking speaking of Ali being over, Rhea was cheered big time. I actually thought that match was pretty good. Like clunky at times, but it was fun. Honestly, Nia looked badass with the blood on her face. She did. She really did. I hope it was just a surface wound and that, you know, just get it. uh, Ah, It's a scratch. Yeah, it is but a scratch. They teased the breakup of Shayna and Nia again. And of course, Shayna just got angry and left the ring because that's what you do. Yep. I like that it was a, it, it's pointed out in the chat. This was a fresh matchup. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. exactly. 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 That's exactly what was going through my head. And I was like, oh, good. This for no reason. I'm fine with it. Like, other than I need to show how strong I am, who's a competitor I can do that with. Like, and, I really, yeah. If Rhea Ripley is going to be a baby face, these are the types of heels she needs to face. Yep. To not only assert dominance, but also have someone like Nia who is pure heat. She's not like her tag partner, maybe soon to be former Shayna Baszler is still cheered by the audience, but Nia firmly booed Rhea yep. firmly cheered doing the riptide to a woman of Nia Jax's size that gets you real over. It really Sends does a message. Yep. Yeah. And I like it. And you know what? Later on in the night, no Rhea in the main event. I still like that too. Same. Do we talk about the Charlotte promo? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we probably should. Everyone, everyone wants to talk about it. I mean, why do you go there? Why do I you don't go know. There? It's weird. I don't know. I don't know why anyone, like, especially wrestling, they should just never talk about like a, a terrible thing could happen in the U S and they should just not talk about it because it like, they're never, nothing they say is going to be consoling or interesting. It's just going to be weird and unpleasant like this. Wrestling is so phony. <laughs> like, it just, you can't take real things and make them of any value. Because it went nowhere. 
Like she, she said, I'm going to, I'm going to have my own mental breakdown. She's like, but she's pleading with the audience, stick with me, stick with me. I'm going somewhere. And it went nowhere other than to say, I'm going to have my own mental breakdown, which is dumb. Like I see it in the chat. People saying she didn't write it. I don't care. She's been with the company long enough that she should be able to veto things as they're presented to her. They're all one entity to me too. Like this is being put on the TV. The whole show is, is brought down because of this. Everyone involved with it is part of that. So yeah. Best part of the promo, honest to God, Nikki Ash with the chair. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Doing the Bart Simpson hitting Homer while he's in the tub. It's the same, same energy. And I just, that's all I got from it. It was, yeah, yeah, I'm going somewhere with this. No, you're not. You went and then the this. Becky chance again, which again, not her fault. You know, she she handled it well. It's just it's it's annoying to me because I don't care that much as much as these. I don't think the fans care that much. Honestly, they're like, you think whatever. Just looking for something to get upset about. Yeah, exactly. Do you think that once Becky's back, they're not just going to be obnoxious anymore? Like the Internet has ruined wrestling audiences. You've been obnoxious for a long time now. And it doesn't matter who's in and who's out. The product always has some flaw that is getting ripped on at some point if it's WWE, which is making like watching these programs kind of annoying because like I, you're ruining people's promos. I'm glad that, that like people keep trying to do the what thing and it sucks so hard and is failing now. I've seen it in the last few like the last few episodes since they've been back in front of fans. It keeps flopping because people know how to handle it. And it's like. Now, here's what I hate. The fact that people are handling it. At one point, someone within WWE or someone associated with it are going to be like, remember that thing that WWE posted the first night fans were going back and it was all the what chance? They're going to say yeah. that it was because of them that, that the what chance went away. They, you all yeah, said yeah. that they should stop doing the what chance. They're going to take, they're absolutely going to take... Uh, to, you know, they're gonna say it was all because of them. Yeah, no, and it's it's not. It's because the wrestlers know how to handle your dumbasses now. <laughs> it takes a long time for them to learn, but they learn eventually. Charlotte, Nikki Ash, they have a one-on-one match. Another main event on Raw. It was good. I really enjoyed that. Uh, no holds great match, match actually. Think? Yeah, great match. Um, seems like they're taking the Nikki Ash character seriously, which is interesting and fine by me. Like, she actually got a victory, a clean victory with a cool finisher that I hope is her actual finisher now. Like, the the middle rope, twisty Cody Rhodes thing. <laughs> Twisting neckbreaker type of thing? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. She can do it to anyone. There you go. Yeah. Well, how Gets did you the feel? cape. <laughs> yeah. How did you feel about most of the match being Charlotte and then Nikki just kind of getting... It wasn't... I, I don't want to call it a fluke victory because I don't think it was. No, it wasn't I think at she all. sidestepped the table spot and yep. then she got in a move that got her the match. That's how I saw it. I, I saw it as anything can happen in a minute, like in a moment's notice, kind of like in sports, even when you're being dominated for the first half. Yeah, yeah. Just a calculated move. Like, I mean, you know, she's 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 showing herself to be like a valid competitor by getting that win. WWE is making it as annoying and confusing as possible because the graphics leading up to it was calling it like a WWE Women's Championship contender match. Which was like, because she is a contender, but like, do you think that was a mistake? Like, I think there was a mistake. I think it was that a graphic was confusing. I was like, yeah, what? people not talking to each other. So yeah, either way, they, they, one thing I liked was Charlotte freaking out the entire match about people cashing in yep. on her. And yep. all I could say, all I could think of was like, well, you won't have that problem anytime soon because you're probably going to leave the territory like your dad just did. 
<laughs> and then no one's going to catch in on you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, then they do a barricade spot. I know you love those. Yeah, another one. It's all yeah. good. Whatever. Charlotte can do that, I guess. They gotta so whoever they've got tightening those bolts. Really, really, you've been releasing the wrong people. Is what I've been saying. Like one thing that bugs me, and this continues to happen with Charlotte specifically. Whenever she's in a match, she tugs on the gear of her opponents all the time, and that's not good because like. That's not, it, it's not just like spandex. Like it's, it's, some of it's plastic, PVC, whatever. Like the material is not stretchy material. And when, yeah. and ring gear, especially TV gear, shit's expensive, man. Like you can't just be grabbing people and, and ripping at their stuff all willy nilly. She does that. She did a lot to Nikki. She did it. I, I don't have to tell you where you can find it, but it's all over the internet of her, like grabbing her opponent's gear and like tossing them into the ring. The perf sites love that shit. <laughs> But I noticed it specifically last night, and I'm like, it's not the first time she's done this. I've seen her do it yeah, yeah, multiple yeah. times on the on the show. I almost said the internet and made myself look like a pervert. <laughs> Speaking of perverts, Miss TV. <laughs> one, one more thing about, about the Nikki versus Charlotte thing. I feel like that's it was a weird end to the show. Because, like, again, it wasn't all that significant they keep they keep ending the show with things that don't feel all that significant to me and i i think that's a, a mistake <laughs> you gotta end strong so i give sort of like on a cliffhanger something that makes me want to go back next week like because what do, what do i think when i see that i think that nikki and charlotte are having a rematch next week that's what oh, i see when I it when the show ends that. like that because like there's nothing what am i going to see next week what 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 matters like, I feel okay, like you're going to see Nikki ones. Rhea. Now he's going to be. Yeah, exactly. Rhea and Nikki. That's what you're going to see for two weeks. Which I don't care at all. Like, I'm tired of the same, just different configuration stuff. It's really dull. Like, you'll see Rhea and Nikki for two weeks, and then you'll see a contract signing on. Oh, I guess we only, we're only three weeks out. So now we have two more episodes. So you'll see Rhea and Nikki on the 9th, and then you'll see a contract signing on the 16th. Miss TV, Damien Priest. First Good. of all, Riddle and Priest in the back. Priest said yep. he went to Lollapalooza, and I'm just like, Mo, please get tested. Please, <laughs> for the love of God. Please go get tested. Please, for the love of God. Nah, um, it doesn't matter. I watched the Foo Fighters set from Lollapalooza. That, that's a lot of two hours to watch. They I love Foo oh, Fighters. Man, it was, but they did much. two hours. That's too I don't whatever and i watched the limp biscuit set it was so good so, yeah <laughs> so good if you haven't watched it i'm not even a huge limp biscuit fan but there's so much ridiculous shit that happens in that set and it's and, and they play well they're tight yep. go watch that set if you haven't it's fun more cm punk chance don't know why is that is our punk and miz a thing or is it just because it's chicago Actually, it's both there's two things okay. one was uh cm punk had once tweeted out something about a, a Oh, man. A money and blood-soaked dick in Saudi Arabia tweet? Yeah, that was a thing from years ago. Yeah. It's a visual. That's a thing. Anyway. Uh, the Museum of Modern Moistness. Where do you think it's located? I asked on Twitter. People didn't really have an answer. Somewhere someone in Florida. Tell me, Somewhere in Florida. Tell me Colorado. Place is humid. No, Colorado. No. I don't no. know why. Ele- Elevation's like, too high. Nah. Somewhere in Florida. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a lot of weird museums in Florida, you know? Mm, that's true. Could happen in Ocala. Montana, that's one. Okay, yeah. 
Museum of, let us know. Let us know in the comments, where is the Museum of Modern Moistness? Because I want to go figure, I want to go there. I want to have an event there. I want to have like America's Moist Wanted live and in person at this event, at the Museum of Modern Moistness. So, Priest uh, cuts a good promo, huh? Very good, yeah. Very thrilled with that. Love to see him thriving where so many people being pulled up from NXT are not. <laughs> Can I interest you in a fourth Damian Priest versus John Morrison match? I mean, yeah, because then it turned into another match. One of those one of those classic Raw moves where the match <laughs> ends and then we get another like repeat match. Damian Priest is now 4-0 against John Morrison, and then he technically goes 5-0 because Sheamus and Ricochet join the fold. We know why Sheamus joins. Ricochet, I guess because of the whole Sheamus and Ricochet stole your stuff. Yep, that's, yep. <laughs> that's the only reason why, and then Priest pinned Jomo again. I'm glad, I'm glad Priest didn't pin Sheamus, and they did the whole, let me pin the champion, he can win the title. They didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still stupid. <laughs> Look, the reason they keep doing it is because John Morrison is selling the reckoning so well. <laughs> they he just really want to keep playing it back. Like that's his reward for being so talented. He just gets his ass beat some more. Uh, Riddle and Omos. First of all, Omos's theme bangs. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, what are you talking man. about? All, all about right. that reggaeton. It's all right. All about I'm it. not a big reggaeton guy. Do you notice the Riddle's pyro didn't go off in one of the you know and any corner except for one? I skipped it. I skipped through a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> the entrances get no. I I went back and I watched the audio blip from uh, Drew McIntyre, but I skipped most yes. of the entrances. Can't and I stuck around for Reggie's entrance. There you go. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. It's a dominant yeah. win for Omos. It's expected. Powerbomb is ruthless. No Randy Orton. No, still nothing. I don't know. <laughs> it That's felt a totally one. pointless. This match, like. Is something want, wrong with Randy? I hope not. There has been yeah. no nothing. He was expected back this week. Who knows what's going on? Maybe he's just enjoying his time off so much. Either way. Uh, Reggie Tozawa, you saw that. You loved it. Uh, Reggie. Reggie's fun. Give the people what they want. More Reggie. Uh, Tozawa, I mean, I can't be offended on behalf of another culture, but how feels much, pretty wrong. <laughs> how much do you love the fact that Reginald Reggie has done in kayfabe what every single wrestler in real life does when they get the phone call about going and working in a wrestling environment. Hey kid, can you speak French? The back of my head, nope. The front of my mouth, absolutely, yeah. Where do you need me to be? Santino told the story on Rene Paquette's podcast. Say, and, it, and it's a story as old as time. Whatever they ask you to do, you always say yes. Fake it and till you make exactly it. that's <laughs> exactly what this is. It's fake it till you make it. And now they've brought that story up, and that's Reggie's story. Reggie's story is literally he faked it, and now he's making it. Yeah, Respect it's fine. Man. He's got a fun finisher. You know, his little butt slam. Little butt slam uh, front flip. Is that what that is? Oh, yeah, that's it right. Yeah, it's like a, a, a seated senton, someone might say, if there was any dignity in this. <laughs> the 24-7 title is now the flippy floppy title, and I'm fine yep. with it. Fine with that. That's all it's good for. It's It's... It's got an aesthetic that is very flippy floppy. So go for it. Cross and Keith Lee again. Are you all for that again? No. What the hell was the point of this? It looks so bad. Karrion Cross keeps walking down to the ring looking really dejected. He can't throw Keith Lee, <laughs> but he sure does love to try. Um, 
Yeah. And then he lost. He took. He, he did a good sell on the spirit bomb. I'll give him that. He did. Cross was absolutely, like you said, de- just dejected. No reaction from the crowd. Keith Lee comes in hot, crowds into it. That's fine. Still, Keith Lee yeah. is probably tweeting about talking about something soon. So I'm sure that'll happen. Uh, and then, you know, the referee and some people were really into, you know, Keith Lee doing the, the splash from the outside into the ring. Matt knocked over cross. That was fine. But they 50 50 yeah. it. You know? Yeah, it sure thing. did. 50 There's a lot of 50 50. They did that with Mason T bar. It's just. Uh, so there's a story going so, around. But, yeah. There's a story going around about how cross was slated to lose and going to I was about streak. to. I and was then about that to brings bring up this Scarlet up. coming in and being the savior. I think they're gonna. I think they've reset it this week. I think that's what this was. I think that now you're gonna get to watch Karrion Cross lose every single week on Raw until Scarlet shows up, and she better be a witch, damn it! Like I don't believe unless she, unless second. she's a witch and he sells his soul or something like this. This is a pointless pointless story. I don't believe for one second that this was the initial plan. I don't. You don't. I don't know. I wouldn't mind. I, like I said, I wouldn't mind it. This can be saved if they do a Faustian bargain with it. But otherwise, this is just dumb. You know what else is dumb? Dewdrop, Eva Marie, Lily. It's all right. First of all, the match with Tamina and Dewdrop was good. I liked the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to talk? It was it was fresh to have those two go off in singles competition. Uh, I like that Dewdrop can't even tell you where she's from because Eva Marie <laughs> stops her. Scott. And I tweeted this out. It got some traction. I said, when Dewdrop tells you her real name and where she's from, the pop for that is going to be massive. And the more I think about it, if they really want to stretch this out, they can stretch it out until they go to the UK in the fall and have it happen there because it has Dewdrop to happen is, there. <laughs> yeah, 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 because Dewdrop is a UK native. Yeah. And she's Scottish. Scottish. I think that's well. I was really worried when they started this that this was going to happen too quick. But no, it's doing the pace that I expected it would be. Eva did better this week. Really? With her, yeah. Eva did better. She okay? I because look, no, no, no. Watch her face. Her voice is awful, and I think that's the real problem. She has a terrible voice. Poor girl. But she was very expressive. She was very expressive this week. Like her her body language was better, but her voice just it's so eh. like it's it, it falls flat. And I think that's no matter what she does. I think it's just going to come out that way. So I don't know. Like I'll give her some, you know, it's OK. She's doing the best that she can right now. More CM Punk chance to me yeah. wins more. We want Wyatt chance when Alexa Bliss is on the main screen. Doing the whole, like, the loser is Eva Marie, which I, I popped. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, now, there was one spot in the match where I was, like, very confused. They do this weird spot where there's, like, a the, the cross body setup where yeah, Dewdrop the, the, It's like the finish. It from, yeah, 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 it's usually the finish. It was very strange because it felt like they were trying to make it a miscommunication, and then it became an actual miscommunication going into the spot. So I don't know what happened either way. Tamina got the win, and then they go backstage later on in the night, and... They do. They do. They the assault Lily. They assault. Dewdrop attacks Alexa Bliss, kicks her, yeah. and Bliss is selling. Sure, whatever. And then levitating Lily. And I swear to God, the audience is laughing. You can oh. hear the crowd laughing in the stands. Why wouldn't you? Would you take it seriously? Like no. it's a comedy and bit. It's it's so confusing that they want to make this 
a big thing with Lily, but they I, can't they can't figure out how to make it a serious storyline. Well, and they try. A- they they it's so misguided because they're like Lily's been influencing people forever. Blah blah blah. Jack the Ripper. Blah blah blah. The Zodiac. And I was like, no, piss off. I already hate true crime stuff. Like, don't bring this into my wrestling and make me have like a double whammy of stuff I hate. Like, I have a feeling that they're going to do a cross promotion with Lily and the new Chucky series. Oh, okay. So that's three things I really hate because I can't stand the Chucky movies. I don't get it. And I don't care. Like there, the ad spend on that TV show is absurd because like, I don't, I don't think I've seen any actual legitimate interest in it other than people like, like interest for money. Like articles being run as ads that are pretending to be like reviews and stuff. Like, I don't think I don't know a single person who cares, which is, you know, my bubble. But like, I do have friends who like horror. No one's excited for the Chucky TV show. I'm not either, but I'm 99 percent sure that they're going to try and cross promote it somehow. That sounds horrendous. Uh, Keep it off my TV or I might never watch Raw again. I think that's all from Raw. Was there anything else you wanted to get at? Uh, I don't know. It just yeah. Someone mentioned it in in the chat. Like nothing mattered. It, it wasn't important. Like it's fifty fifty every week. Like I, I I'm not I'm not excited to see what happens next Monday. So like you're making bad TV. <laughs> like yeah. Um. And then someone also mentioned like going back to the Charlotte thing. The Bix had like a really good um really good thing about it where it's, it exists in this quasi like not quite fake enough not quite real enough to be touching on real life situations so yeah do not <laughs> uh but what you can do is drop a thumbs up on this video if you're listening to us on your podcast do me a favor drop us a five-star review it'll absolutely get us a little bit closer to getting into your friends ears and and maybe some new friends who knows we have a discord as well if you're watching us on youtube there is a link to the Discord. Go ahead, click that link. You can come and join us. We talk about wrestling. We talk about music. We talk about everything. We talk about the whole whole shebang. All right? So come and join us over on the Discord. Let's talk about Dynamite. We got Homecoming coming. This is the third Homecoming, Tim. We've done the Impact Homecoming. We've done two nights of GCW Homecoming. And now AEW is coming home. What, what is Homecoming? Is this, like, I feel like this is an American thing. I don't, I don't know what the hell Homecoming is uh homecoming is also we have it at a couple of schools in canada so yeah queens, like, queens and kingston okay. has homecoming that's like their big thing and it's literally the idea of homecoming is like everyone who went to your school is coming back like alumni and stuff like that and they're coming in there's a big football game and there's a big everyone's happy because it's the beginning of the year or it's thanksgiving whatever it is that's homecoming. and this is separate from a high school reunion yes a high school reunion is specifically okay. for your graduating class. Homecoming is open to anybody. Yeah, that sounds fun. Can't knock it. Weird that there are so many pay-per-views named that. <laughs> I don't know. Why, and they're all in the same For touring like, shows. For shows that are touring shows. Like, I don't. I think it's just because crowds are back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So let's start. Labors of Jericho. Chapter 3. Juventud Guerrero makes his return to TNT to face Chris Jericho, who must win the match with a move off the top rope. Fun. How do you do a top rope Judas effect? <laughs> I, I don't know. You just fall off the top rope and hit them with your elbow. Graze them with your elbow. 
what what move off the top rope could Jericho pull out? Because his the oh, lion salt is he a second. gave up on the lion salt. It's been a while yeah, since he also, was made fun of. Like it's a second. Uh, it's it's a second, second rope, rope move. Yeah. What what move could Jericho come off the top rope with? He could do what's he gonna do? It's uh, gonna uh, be an flying, elbow drop. <laughs> it could be it, yeah. It could be a missile drop kick off the top rope. Uh, that can't win. Please don't win a match with a missile drop kick, Jericho. Hey man, back in the day, that was that was the finish, bud. <sighs> yeah, I know because wrestling used to be very bad. <laughs> uh, what's the story they tell on a couple podcasts? It's the Harley Race is asking somebody, "What's your finish, kid?" And the guy says it's a missile dropkick. And he takes a big long drag of a cigarette and he says, I'll move. And that's it. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what it could be. Excellent. <laughs> Obviously, Jericho's got to do something off top row. I'm sure he's been practicing all week. I'm sure he's ready for it. The photo for the match on the card has Hoovy wearing the mask, which I find really interesting. Obviously, the story, sir, not, not obviously, because not everyone knows, the story was in WCW in 98, Jericho and Hoovy had a match. It was title versus hair, or sorry, title versus mask. And Hoovy lost. He unmasked. Yeah, and that's a big deal, right? I've even heard yep. of this. So. <laughs> so now he's got the mask, at least in the promo photo. Either way, Jericho's probably going to come out wearing his Lionheart gear, maybe come out to even flow if they got that. Uh, Either the one night or the WCW ripoff version of the theme. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, MJF is on commentary. Yeah, I'm hoping this one isn't a super long match. You know, a couple older guys. Like, yeah, do something. Do a couple cool spots. Get off. You know. Malachi Black and Cody, speaking of a good cool spots and get off. Spy versus Spy. The Devil versus the Colonel. Uh, a country singer. A football analyst. A fat comedian. And Ron Funches have all come out and said that Cody will win. And Cody says he will never be a heel again. He had this in a conference call earlier today. The part where he will never be a heel again. Yeah, you know, but the other stuff, I was like, that's a weird press conference. It's already out there. It's already out. It's, it, that's out on the socials. I went through and I was looking at the match card. I'm like, why are all these random white people and Ron Funches saying that Cody's going to win this match? I, I don't know. I, I don't know why it matters. And like, yeah, Cody, you're going to get booed constantly through this entire match like you are the heel people want to see you get kicked in the face like they love alistair black malachi black like so i don't know like whatever again maybe it's just cody don't don't do the dibs on all the new guys because like the new guys are going to be faces like it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter if you wear white if you wear white you're automatically a con artist to me like if you're in an all-white suit you're a bad person that's not we're we're long past the days of of westerns where that was a a signifier of anything if anything now it's a red flag so on the media call uh izzy who has her her show is called the hot tag she's she's uh she's a kid she's like i think she's 16 years old she's really bright really really talented uh interviewer and she's becoming a wrestler as well she asked cody flat out she's like this story is very much rooted in like black and white good versus evil you know star wars luke skywalker and darth no vader story is the problem but no but but the idea is that it's they've made it so clearly like black like one person yeah, yeah they're trying to yeah but also she added in an extra layer on her own which i was like this is perfect she said how much of the story would have been malachi black trying to get cody to like come to the dark side himself 
and like turn. And I'm like, okay, I see where you're going. This is really good. It was a good question. And of course, Cody had none of it. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm going to take this this question in a completely different answer. And I'm like, all right, so we're not going to get the answer we wanted. He's like, that's I, where he said he'll never be a heel again. He's like, I did that for 10 years. And guys, I'm done with it. He was a heel. I remember him being a non-entity in tight shorts. Like <laughs> he wore, he had the mustache and he had the mask and the and gave people the, the wait. The and then he was with Goldberg or uh, Gold, Gold 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 Dust Gold Dust for a his while. brother. Yeah, and he was Stardust or whatever. And he was like. a heel when he was Stardust as well for a little that, bit. That so. was a heel duo. Uh, <sighs> it's a soft I don't think they were. Their heels like Miz and John Morrison are heels. You know, like. <laughs> All right, TNT title time. Miro takes on Shoddy Lee Johnson. A lot of, it's going to be a lot of ragdolling. A Someone bit of feed Miro, yeah. And then Cody's going to come and make the save. I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing it. I say it week after week. It's Miro and Cody for the TNT title at All Out. I don't well, see we'll see. Else. We'll see how precise Malachi Black's kicks are. God, I hope they're really tight. Christian takes on the Blade, and I'm sure there will be more brass knuckles. I assume yeah. Christian's going to win this match because he's next in line for a title shot, according to everyone on commentary. And I just really hope the butcher is cleared soon. Yeah, I really, yeah, I miss them yeah. together because he's end, just brass knucks guy. That's all he is now. It's all Wait. it's very confusing. Uh, yeah. He's his wife is also around. She's in an NWA women's title eliminator match. Ali takes on, sorry, the bunny takes on Layla Hirsch. I like the idea of Layla Hirsch going to the NWA for a little bit. Um, but I also want to look forward to this match, but I also know that AEW hasn't given me much to look forward to in the women's division. They, I think Layla Hirsch is someone they can build and should build. She's over with the fans already for some reason. Um, she's fun. Good wrestler. Like, yeah. Serena Deeb is injured again on the NWA side. No. Camille, who is the NWA world's women's champion, hasn't been on dynamite, of course, because don't know why. Uh, and is. honest to God, Impact <laughs> is doing more for their crossover work with AEW. Or sorry, Impact is doing more with their NWA crossover work than AEW is with NWA right now. I don't know. NWA seems toxic. So I don't know how much I'd want my brand associated with it. Yeah, I <laughs> just, watched like, And that's the thing. Just power. take the women, right? Because it's a little easier. I watched some of Power tonight. I will probably not watch Power anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, you want to talk about NXT? That's happening soon. Oh, it is. It is. All right. What's happening in NXT? Uh, well, let me. It's been a while guess. since I watched it. <laughs> a full week, to be precise. And I've since polluted my brain with other things. Yes. Uh, I mean, listen, last week we had Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan against Tommy and Timmy. Ridge Holland is back. That's pretty neat. I'm really yeah, happy to see Ridge Holland. Yeah. I think it's. I, listen, dude, the dude was like down and out. That injury was supposed to keep him out for a it was quite pretty a bit brutal. longer. He, trained, he must have trained pretty hard just to get back that fast. Insofar, he is going to be in action tonight. They haven't announced them who he's facing, but I'll tell you who it is because it's not a spoiler. It's Ikamanjiro. <gasps> that sounds awesome. He's going he's gonna to eat that man, but it'll be he fun. Is. Ikeman just again, he wants to fight the big guys. Like, he will wants, he, he's going to keep losing. Will he eat Ikemanjiro's jacket? Mm, maybe. No, I don't know. We're, I think Mace and T-Bar were talking about eating them at the start. Like, pre-match, they were in the ring just shouting something. Like, I'm going to eat them. They're little. <laughs> no, that it's sounds like, exactly okay. like something they would say. They, they're just getting real weird with it. Love it. Uh, Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan, they're not done with Tommy and Timmy. We know no. that that's going to happen again. More chair, the chair chuckers, please. 
Yes. Uh, Joe Cross and Regal. I can't do the yelling anymore. Uh, so it's official, but I don't think Cross is going to be dropping that title. We talked about that last week. Yeah. I don't know. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Mm. They keep teasing Joe and like facing off against like the top five or six guys in NXT. It doesn't work if he's holding the title. No. Because Joe's already come up to the main roster, made, I don't want to say made himself look like a star, but like he's already had that main roster experience and therefore him coming down and working top six, like he, he's got to drop that title, but NXT doesn't just hot potato titles like that anymore. No, but they might for this. Actually, they kind of have, they have done that. They have hot potato titles. A little bit. I, I, I don't know. I could see him taking it from Cross because they have him on the main roster and he's been on three weeks in a row now, right? So, yeah, I don't know. I'm still not, I still think Cross keeps it. I can see him pulling double duty and then just dropping it before the draft. Could be. Easy as that. But uh, yeah, I could see, I could see it being another respect one, like on, on an episode of, of just regular old NXT where yep. Cross or, um, where Joe is just like, uh, okay, I got the title, but you know, seems like a conflict of interest given my responsibilities here. Who wants to take it from me by wrestling me? Tonight they they are airing that cross segment, the one that had to be reshot. So we'll see if you, I assume they're going to edit out all those Hardy chants. And I'm not talking about That's Hardy like very the funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> uh, delightful. Yeah. Grimes the Butler. Yeah, more jokes. That that the golf club thing, little yes. little little hitting the guy in the crotch. Never gonna not be funny. <laughs> I am all about if you're gonna if you're gonna follow through, make sure you get the dick and then you get the head. That was it was beautiful. It was cartoonish. Well Loved it, and he got the hole in one. <laughs> and what did you think at the beginning of the 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 first segment that they ran? He's cleaning his balls and they, yep. they do the yeah. background. That's so <laughs> stupid. I loved it. It was very dumb. It was very funny. I, very I'm the gusto with which with which Grimes does his job is, is very, very fun. Yeah. Uh, grizzled young veterans, of course, get into it. They're part of it. And now we're going to do now they have a match. Grimes and yeah. Because <laughs> why not? It That's wasn't how you me do. who hit you in the dick. It was that. That's how you wrestle. Yeah, it's good. Great stuff. Uh, Ra- Raquel Gonzalez got turned on. I kind of just don't care about any of that. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just, I just don't care. Like for me, uh, it had to happen sometime. It just, to me, it felt weird that they wanted to do that at a tape show. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. We knew, I knew it was coming and it's just like, I don't really, not that hype for that match. It might be good. Hopefully it surprises me. I don't know. I don't know. Well, tonight Dakota Kai explains her actions. Well, I don't care. <laughs> I assume it's just to set the match for takeover because she wants the title. I don't like. What is she gonna say? Like, yeah, I'll see, she'll, I, she'll come. You out. know what? Make it that Raquel Gonzalez hit her like child sibling with a car. Like ages. I don't. I don't know their age difference or anything. I don't know. Get real dark with it. Do something because I don't care. We've like it's gonna be. I don't want to stand in the shadows again. Like I, I'm. I don't care. What's the over under on someone getting attacked in the parking lot tonight? Uh, hopefully, pretty high. It's a dangerous parking lot. You know, usually some good stuff. It'll probably be Drake Maverick. Ooh, I'm fine with that. Just for the hell of it. Just beat his ass in the parking lot. <laughs> he's not, I was going to say he's not on the show. Uh, Imperium <laughs> versus Hit Row last week. It was Barthel and Eichner versus Top Dollar. 
not Nada, and uh, Ashanti the Adonis. And of course, as we said, Legato da Fantasma got involved. No shocks. No. Nope. Are we putting Imperium back in the title scene? What do you think? Mm. Should they be? Mm. You don't care. No. Why don't you care about Imperium? Why don't you care about Walter? I do care about Walter. I like Walter. I don't. I don't know. His cronies are boring. You're boring. <laughs> they need to. They need to get a lot more intense about their love for the mat. It's got to get real uncomfortable. <laughs> That's true. I would love to see them get very uncomfortably close to the mat. Like they should just be like I don't know. Their wrestling styles don't even quite suit this character. I find, and I feel like they could lean harder into that. Now, one thing you could do is. They never go to the top rope anymore. Exactly. Ever. Like, they never. Like, they need to be, like, actual mat wrestlers and just, like, like to the point where, like, it might bore fans, but if it fits their characters, like, you're going to get a lot of genuine heat from that. Like, and it'll be really exciting to watch people overcome it. Like, I I think they're just not going hard enough into what that character is. And, and yeah, they they screw around too much, you know? Like, they do outside the ring stuff. They do, you know, it's like, no, you you wrestle. Like, you've got to be a a pain-in-the-ass actual wrestler. So tonight, we're going to see Top Dalla, not Nada, and Ashanti the Adonis taking on, of course, from Legado del Fantasma, Royal Mendoza, and Joaquin Wilde. This is something I'm looking forward to because these yeah. four are probably going to maim each other. Yeah, I think they'll have a lot better chemistry this week. I think it's going to be really interesting to see those guys go. can only assume that uh, Santos Escobar and Swerve are not far behind. Yeah. Carmelo Hayes and Josh Briggs went at it for the breakout tournament. We have a bracket for the breakout tournaments now. That only made it much more clear to me that Odyssey Hayes versus... Sorry, Odyssey Jones, Odyssey Jones. <laughs> versus Carmelo. I had Hayes. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It Odyssey was pretty Jones <laughs> is either going to take on Carmelo Hayes or Duke Hudson in the finals. Yeah, it was just once they had it laid out, I was like, all right, Trey Baxter is going to win this and then this is going to happen and this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Josh Briggs is, how do I put this nicely? Um, he's not someone that I see as a star. Yeah, he's just, he's just a guy. Eh? Kind of. And I've always had this thing with him. He, if you haven't seen him wrestle and you haven't seen like, first of all, he's very tall, which is fine. He's not like the defined big guy wrestler, which again, that's fine. But really bugs me is that he had, um, he had surgery on his upper leg somewhere. So he wears a sleeve, right? Yeah. He wears trunks. So it just, there's this weird like imbalance on his legs because of it, because of the way that like he has the trunks and he has the sleeve on one leg. It just looks really strange to me. Yeah, and I'm looking at some of his photos, and he's got he has a, a shoulder piece to counterbalance that and to cover up yes. the vast amount of copyrighted material he's put on his body. <laughs> oh, is that what I thought he actually had an injury? I thought he had a, a shoulder injury at one point. It could be that, but like he's covered in in DC Comics logos, like oh, which it's, just it's, like a bad decision if you're trying to be a wrestler. But it's whatever. the Jake something problem. Yeah, which is just like I don't. It also looks like crap. <laughs> Like, whatever. I don't know. Like, if you're maybe he came to wrestling later in his life, but like, it just seems like if this is going to be something big for you, you have to recognize how much your look is like how much that is 90% of your value. Right. And like, he's a big guy. He's a big guy, which is what got him here, I think. But yeah, and again, he, he was a guy in Evolve. He was known. He was a champion in Evolve. 
it didn't do it for me on on yeah. Wednesday last or Tuesday last week. Um, Hayes is going to go far even without this tournament. Yeah, they've already put their their stock behind them a few times. They had him in a match against uh, Adam Cole. They've had him against Kushida. They clearly like him. He can clearly go. He doesn't yeah. need to win. Fine by me tonight. Joe Gacy, also known as Dollar Store Alistair Black, takes on yep. Trey Baxter. You Which said like, Trey Baxter God. wins. Trey Baxter absolutely wins. Does he not? No, you can't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it, but I do agree with you. Trey Baxter would win in this match regardless. Because, like, Um, yeah, I don't. It was basically, oh, all of these guys I've seen on TV before, and then four randoms (laughs) and Joe Gacy. I guess, yeah, it was just like, again, you've got a stupid serial killer last name. I don't care. Like they, they all went to the Marilyn Manson school of creativity. You saying Caden? Well. You saying Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro are serial killers? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They've got the they've got the uh, the colored contact school of edginess. That's what they are now. It's true, they do. They they dress more alike than they ever have. They took on Jesse Kamea and Frankie Monet last week. Mm. Monet eats her first pin. Yeah, I liked it. Good. Clearly, clearly, she's being buried, Tim. Oh, yes. One cannot take an L without having their entire career end because they went to the Ronda Rousey school of uh, understanding competition. Yes. uh, Waiting for Robert Stone to be kicked out of his own brand. (laughs) Yeah. 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 As long as they have a plan for him, because like if he's just being kicked out of this and they don't have something for him, then like I'd rather just keep him like on and be like a, a bedraggled former uh leader of that group right just have frankie take over but i'm telling you you put him up on smackdown you make him you make him more rich or you make him a grifter and you team him with baron corbin yeah it'd be great they god there's so many good ideas that just don't get used at all yeah well (gasps) that's that's kind of what we deal with manny rose recruiting Gigi dolan and jc jane that was an interesting segment backstage the last person i would assume or I would I would I would put with Dolan and Jane is Mandy Rose. Yeah, it's very it's curious. Did it's very curious. Dana Brooke get hurt? What what's happening? Uh it sounds like they didn't know what happened, but Mandy being moved was uh not not something they planned on. And then yeah, they, they pulled I, the trigger on it. I just don't I don't know why these decisions are being made. It's so confusing to me. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing what they do. This is another backstage segment that people haven't seen yet because it wasn't ta- nothing was taped in front of a live audience with them. So there's some that's the one good thing about the tapings. They kind of filter in those extra backstage stuff. They do it on Impact too, which helps. You get a little bit more new stuff that you didn't already know about. Um, so I'm fine with it. Adam Cole and Bronson Reed. Good match. Good, good. very good you match. Yeah. A lot of offense for for Reed, which I liked. And, of course, Cole needed the dominant win, so he got it. He got it. Yeah. At the end of the match, Kyle O'Reilly lays out Adam Cole because we got to do that third match, baby. Yeah, they'll do the MMA promo three, and they're like, oh, it's like, okay. Oh, they will. What's it going to be? What's So, first of all, we, we did the whole show. We haven't even discussed the thumbnail. Oh. Adam Cole. Yeah, that Adam Cole doesn't have a contract. Is a damn free agent, Tim. <laughs> Does he not? Like, the, the logistics of this kind of baffle me. Does he just not say anything and just keep working? Or, like, how does how does this not filter up the chain immediately? Someone someone messed up. Someone messed yeah. up. 
someone who's also no longer with the company messed up. Um, and on top of that, I've said this before, and we don't know what the aspirations are. We don't know what the motivations are for anyone in wrestling. Everyone has different motivations for why they're in their jobs. My feeling with Adam Cole is that he's the kind of guy who will take the long way around to get on top the what he considers the right way. And the right way to him, because he's such a nice guy, he's such a personable guy, no one has anything negative to say about him. Yep. Nobody ever has like a bad thing ever. Like you can go back, the dude is just plain nice, which can be to a fault in this business in wrestling. But yeah, as long as you don't get taken advantage of, though, like that's the thing. You sounds like he's not dumb. No, exactly, and that's he's no fool. He's not. Uh, I just, I see him resigning. I, I personally see him resigning. He's got a lot of leverage too. That's the thing, and I think he He can get whatever he wants from it. So. He's got a lot of friends on both sides of, not both sides, but really in every promotion that there is right now. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> There's, no There's a lot of goodwill him. all over the world. So I think he's he's set. And that's the thing. Like just him sitting there like, yeah, yeah I'll, keep, I'll keep this. I'll keep getting paid for this for now. And just like smiling while while it, waiting for someone to realize this type of thing. But I, I think know. a lot of people also should realize being around your partner 24-7 isn't exactly something everyone wants. Nope. It's, it, I, I get that. It, like when, when Lana was released, everyone was like, oh, she's going to go join Miro. And I'm like, ah, I don't think so. I, it, and now she's joining the cast of The Surreal Life because honestly, I don't th- like when you're in love, love is not being around each other 24-7. My, my partner and I have been around each other 24-7 since pandemic and lockdown. And we're lucky. We, we, appreciate each other's company but like we also spend a lot of time apart and we're about to go away on like separate vacations me for work her for for pleasure yeah that's like i don't think people need to go and work with their spouses no also i don't know i feel like wwe still pays more (laughs) uh yeah i mean listen both of them have the purse strings open at this point but Uh, yeah yeah they're both very wealthy but like (laughs) Uh, I think he'd make more money at WWE, but he could also continue working up, up, down, down. He could get yep. something in his contract for his own channel for Chugs, which does yep. quite well financially. And also it's something that I think he really enjoys. Um, one thing that kind of goes away if he does Chugs and gets a main roster contract, they're on the road now. He'll have to cut his uh, streaming schedule, which I don't know. I don't know if that's something that appeals to him. AEW is not running extra shows right now. They're about to have Rampage. That's it. So they'll be on the road twice a week. And then pay-per-views are Sundays sometimes. That's true. Man, More manageable. But yeah, I, I don't know. I could see it either way. Like, I, I, I think the world's his oyster. And I think he can, yeah, he can get whatever he needs out of either company. It's just uh, AEW, I think, is a bit bloated right now in terms of, like, the top spot. And yep. he seems content. Like, he seems to enjoy NXT. It's just... There's a lot to go. There's a lot to go by. He's, again, well-liked. The world is his oyster. He's working without a contract, but he's also not going to burn anyone on the way out. No. Because he, whoever, whoever taught him, taught him well enough to know, don't be a bitch. That's <laughs> really what it comes down to. Like, that's the thing. If he wants to, he can end up negotiating a top spot in WWE. I think there's a lot of room for him to go up from NXT into the main roster if that's what he wants. But there's also a lot of room for him to just stay in NXT if that's what he wants. Like, he's got... 
tons of options there. Whereas in AEW, I think the the creative options are more limited. If that's what is motivating him, it's just, I don't know the guy. I don't know what what is motivating him. But I'll finish with this uh, to contradict everything I'm saying. <laughs> as nice as a guy as he is, he's also watched a lot of his friends get fired or move on. Yep. Find success elsewhere. That's tempting as well. I don't know what happens, but I still feel closer to him re-signing and being promised a lot of things. And that's how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah. Last two matches tonight, as NXT starts, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish go at it. The UE dregs, of course. And then Lover or Lever, that's the main event. Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis. It's time for Dexter Loomis to move up to the main roster, man. It's done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Loomis, he's just, like I said, the second he goes up there, he's the boogeyman. So I don't, I'm in no rush. I said it a million times. Elias in the ring with the live crowd playing guitar. Pan out. There's Dexter Loomis in the crowd drawing Elias. Now that that feud with Elias and KK Riker is gone, we can move on. Yeah. And Elias and Loomis, that's the thing. Tim, we're gone over time. Where can mm-hmm. the kids find you on the internet? Oh, they can find me at Tim Stone P, T I M B S T O N E P on Twitter. The show is at Tim and Joel Pod again next week, Wednesday. That's when we move to a new time, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, whatever the BST is. Join us there, youtube.com slash Tim and Joel Pod. We're, st- we're still going to be live on Sundays at noon Eastern as well. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Y'all know where to find me. I'd love to talk to y'all. Enjoy your evening. We'll see you on Sunday. Cheers, folks.